Live from the KOCI studios in Costa Mesa, California, it's time for Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford is made possible by The Creative Play and Balboa Barbecue. Bienvenidos, aloha. Whoa, this mic is hot, hot. It always is. Uh, I'm always too close to the mic when we start off the show. I'm like putting the thing in my mouth every time I need to remember to back away from the mic. Well, bienvenidos, aloha. Welcome in to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. That's me. Chris Babona is here. Chris, how are you doing I'm on this doing Sunday? Great, Alex. Good to see you again. Yes, good to and see you're you. Back. Yes, yeah. I am back in the friendly confines of the KOCI studios, back in Orange County. It's good to be back now. We started our show two weeks ago. Uh, what was the date of that? February 20... No, February 16th was our first yeah. show, correct? We started our first show. We were getting things rolling. We were excited. We felt like we got off to a good start, had some momentum. And then show number two, what happened? Where did it go? Where was I? And I, and I heard... I mean, you expressed some concern to me. And I heard through the grapevine that you were that you were worried about me and, and wondering where I was. I wasn't yeah. here. I was not in the studio. I was nowhere to be found. I was not answering my phone. I was in Portland, Oregon. Were you concerned about me chris i was alex i was really scared you know yeah we got the momentum and you know we got this going i'm like where is alex he I, gave yeah. up he quit after was, one show one yeah. hit wonder i was like oh I, I, I can't do this on my own i mean honestly and that shows you know good for you like good you for run you the board good for me like, keeping yeah. you from learning exactly. how to run the board exactly. so that i i am necessary exactly that is uh well you know what i have a confession to make to open up the show now i told you my flight was delayed um, but that was that was not true. I slept through my flight. It was supposed to be at oh, 6.45 no. in the morning. I had a wedding on Saturday. The wedding ended at around 12.45. I went back to my friend's house, and I slept, and, he, and I did not... The flight was not delayed. I was delayed getting you to were, the flight. Yes. And I just I texted you, sorry, flight was delayed. But I want this show to be open and transparent. I wanna I wanna keep honesty on the show. I wanna keep it real with you, my co-host. I wanna keep it real for our listeners here on the friendly airwaves it, of 101. Was it at least the day after the wedding? It, or the, the, yes. the the flight yes 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 okay, it was it was okay. directly the you next know, the wedding was Saturday night our show was Sunday afternoon my flight was Sunday morning I was fool I was foolish to book a flight at six forty five in the morning the day after a wedding of college friends now I know Chris you're seventeen you're a good kid but when you get to be a little older you start to drink at these weddings you start to catch up with old college friends and dangerous it, it gets a little dangerous it gets yeah. a little dicey there was a couple uh, L A Rams players at the wedding I took a shot with Rams punter Johnny Hecker oh, uh, he was there That's yeah so he cool. was friends with the bride and groom shout out to uh, Ashton Batuso and Tim Barnes the the lovely couple I guess now her last name I guess now her name is Ashton Barnes I think that's how that works but yeah it was a, it was a great wedding it was a little too good of a wedding and I missed our show so you know not but the, we're back we're here. back we're now back. so we don't need to live uh, in the past anymore we can live in the present and we have a great we have a great show here today. We're going to talk to, uh, in just about 11 minutes, we're going to talk to uh, Gustavo Arellano. Uh, he is an features writer for the LA Times, the former editor-in-chief of the OC Weekly. He's an Orange Coast College grad, Anaheim High School grad. I don't think there's anyone that knows uh, as much about Orange County from a variety of perspectives as him, but he wrote a really interesting piece uh, about the Kobe Bryant tragedy uh, titled, Kobe Bryant had a special kinship with Latino fans and culture. And I want to talk to him about that, and, and I'm just going to throw some random questions at him, too, about Orange County stuff, because yeah. he, he actually wrote a book titled Orange County. This guy, wow. uh, he is a wealth of knowledge. He's a really awesome Awesome dude, and I've been trying to get him on the show. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for it. Since before yeah. we had the show, I've been reaching out. So I'm excited to have him. We'll have him at 315. We'll do our high school roundup. We'll uh, we'll give some hot takes with the spice rack. And uh, we're going to have a good show. It's good to be yeah. back on the airwaves. But I want to open things up, Chris, with a bit of a rant. Um, actually, I want to start it off with a question, and then I'll get into my rant. But I want to ask you, Chris, how do you consume sports? How do you get your sports media or your sports news? So for me and people my age, I think the trend has been getting more telegraphic news, more shorter headline type stuff. And obviously with the internet and phones, I think it's shifting more to apps and ESPN headlines, news alerts and stuff like that. So honestly, I live off that stuff. I live off watching it on TV actually like as it happens. But Never do I go online, and it's I'm kind of a hypocrite here, but like I never use the radio for news and stuff. It's <laughs> I mean, weird to think like we do this, but we never use radio to like listen to the news. 
Traveling Blues show is is piecing out here. Love that show. I loved that blues cover of Green Onions. No, but the reason I the reason I bring this up, and it's actually funny because I was listening. Uh, I, I I hate Apple, dude, because I I left my dongle in my apartment, so I couldn't plug my uh, phone into my uh, cassette tape adapter in my car, so I couldn't listen to music or podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I listen to the radio. I listen. I don't have a, a TV in my apartment, so I do have a transistor radio. So I know that that bucks the yeah. trend. But I do listen to Clippers games a lot on the radio, and I but I don't get my news through the radio. But the reason I asked you that, where do you consume your sports news? Where do you get your sports information? Is because I have an issue with the dumbing down of sports media. I have an issue with the way that people, it's not so much the way people are consuming it because I get the majority of my sports news through Twitter as well. Uh, I follow certain accounts. I follow particularly writers that cover teams that I like. And I follow, I guess, different blogs, websites, news organizations. But I have a problem with the way that the news is spread or the way that things are um, disseminated and the way that I just think that there's been a dumbing down and this is across the board too this is in all news yeah. this is in this is I, agree. I mean we're not going to go into politics but I did see the other day on CNN I saw a lower thirds graphic that read Bernie Sanders or the coronavirus can either be stopped and I'm like what are what are we doing what are we talking about what is this this is not helping people gain knowledge and that so that's true in news. That's true in yeah. the infotainment of of CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. Just cable news because I think now nowadays it's becoming entertainment. It's it news, is hundred percent entertainment industry now, and we have to live with that as people and know what is right, what's wrong, and how to think. But what were you saying with well, sports? Well, so the reason I want to bring up sports is because I think that. I think that well, this is why I like sports, right? Because I think this is a problem in in just society in general is, is the is the entertainment factor of news, and instead of actually getting information that's useful and truthful, people are getting little tidbits, little nuggets, takes, opinions, and and so I think. But the reason I like sports is because it's this lens through which we can examine society as a whole. So we can talk about sports, but this is an issue across across the the world, across the U.S. But with sports, we're getting the same thing. We're getting organizations like Bleacher Report and, and and the Sports Center Twitter that are are not they're giving way too much coverage to major brands and you want to know why NBA uh, viewership is down I think it's because there's a lot of great storylines in the NBA but we're only seeing tweets about exactly. LeBron James Zion Zion's return the big eye emoji the snorting you know it's it's a, it's a yeah. couple of emojis it's the fire emoji and oh Zion Williamson is a problem well how about some other players no on other yeah. teams that are doing really good and we're not learning about them so so fans People need to be told what to think. People need to be told how to consume their media. And so fans aren't really... They're gonna they're gonna give what's there. We're gonna we're gonna consume what's given to us. Exactly. And so that I mean that's what I love about our show is the ability to dive into things hyper locally, right? And yeah. the ability to actually cover the local high schools. And and I think hyper local is where things are trending. But my issue is I have this tweet that I want to bring up from from Joey Lynn. Actually, he covers the Clippers. Um, just online, mainly through his Twitter at Joey Lynn. And I want to get him on the show at some point because he actually makes some really good points. But he had this tweet just on Friday. Shea Gilgis Alexander on the Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah. former Clipper. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 21 years old, leading scorer on an Oklahoma City team that's fifth in the West. Sports Center, Bleach Report, and ESPN have tweeted about Shea a total of four times this season. Those same accounts have combined for 43 Alex Caruso posts. Yeah. Alex Caruso benefits from being on the biggest brand in the NBA and maybe one of the biggest and the biggest, I think, brand in sports the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. right now with LeBron and so I'm not saying I'm not trying to be a Laker hater because we we yeah. know I am I'm a Clippers fan I was in the Clippers game on the drive in here but I do not I do think that that's a problem I think that constantly tweeting about 43 times about Alex yeah. Caruso a role player on a very good team instead of giving coverage to a guy like Shea Gildas Alexander who's having an incredible season and there's a and there's probably a dozen other players or more in the NBA that deserve that kind of coverage that fans want to hear about but they they don't know they want to hear about it because they're not hearing about it like they yeah. people need to be taught how to consume media they will give they will take what is given to them and so if bleach report and espn are tweeting out an alex caruso layup highlight with a fire emoji people think that that's the way it is people think that that's the news and so i think that we just need to do a better job in the media and it's not going to change but we can try to change it and we can try to not consume stuff like that and it just bothers me i just think it's dumbing down fans i think it's dumbing down the way we consume sports and i just think overall it's hurting the product because NBA viewership is down, and yeah. I think that's a reason all why. all-time low. And I think, yeah, he, like with the Alex Caruso example, he's a fan favorite, of course. Everyone likes him, and like he's kind of like sold off like the bald head, like the bald eagle, at all that stuff. Maybe he has merch. I don't know. But I'm not I'm trying to be a Caruso yeah, know, hater, know, by the way. But like, and there's those storylines like the Zach Levines of the world, the Bradley Beals. Like he dropped 
um, two 50-point games in like a three-game span and no one heard about it. And that's something like super big that you wouldn't hear. And Alex Caruso dunks once and then it's on ESPN, exactly. on the streams. Exactly. Millions of likes, yeah. And someone might be listening saying, well, well, I don't care about Zach Levine. I don't want to hear about Bradley Beal. But you don't know that you're just saying that because you're not hearing these good storylines and you're not hearing about these interesting players. And even locally, guys like, um, like Lou Williams is one of the best interviews in the NBA and you're not seeing as much from him because he happens to play on the Clippers as opposed to the Lakers. And it's just, yeah. it's just unfortunate. There's a dumbing down. It occurs in news uh, obviously in politics and in actual news outside of sports, but I wanted to talk about it in the sports world because that's what we do. And I, and I just think I don't have a solution today, but it does bother me. And I wanted to rant about it a little bit because uh, I get my news online as well, but I don't think that all the news we get online has to be dumbed down. It doesn't have to be bite-sized hot takes or clips of Stephen yeah. A. Smith saying God knows what. It's just I think it's just hurting sports in general, and I'm worried as someone in media who's also a sports fan, I'm worried like long term what the effects of that are going to yeah. be. And I think the general trend in sports is the fans have honestly lost power in like how they think the influence they have on the sports. I feel like now that media is controlling what you see, we are kind of manipulated in what we believe and what we encourage in the sport itself. Well, stuff's always evolving, right? Like yeah. people used to get their sports news mainly probably through the newspaper and yeah. radio, then TV comes in. And so I like with social media, people and myself included sometimes will think, hey, overall, this is a negative thing. But then I saw a picture online and it was uh, it was a bunch of people all staring at their phones and, and everyone's like, oh, this is a problem. Everyone's walking around looking at their phones. And I agree. I think that is a problem. But they also showed a picture of a bunch of a, a train car full of dudes and they were all reading the newspaper, all looking at the paper. Yeah. So it's like as much as things change, they do stay the same. Like yeah. We're dealing with just an evolution and a cycle. So I think that. I think that I'm not saying that people getting their news online is a bad thing. I just think that we need to be critical thinkers as consumers of it. And I think the people making it, I would like to see a trend away from these, the just the memification, I guess, of sports, the yeah. memification of news. It's fine, but to just get, there's not room for com life, news, events, sports, whatever is much more complex and nuanced than what we're getting online and what we're getting in a meme. And so I want to see a trend away from that. And I, I don't exactly know how to solve the problem. It's just, yeah. Giving credit where credit is due, basically. Like in the sport, you're obviously going to have the high market teams have the most attention because they bring in the most money. But I think there's obviously storylines in OKC with Shagildas Alexander and stuff like that. So I think both have a fair point, but obviously the NBA is a, it's a business. So you have to make money. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and the media has grown. I mean, the NBA is huge, right? Like TV and all people used to watch games tape delayed in the NBA back mm -hmm. in the in the 80s. You know, it wasn't until uh, David Stern really changed things in the late 80s. And then the Lakers and the Celtics rivalry was huge. So um, the media is what makes the league money. But I do have a problem recently with outfits like Bleacher Report, uh, Sports Center's Twitter, things like that, just dumbing down the way that we consume the media. So I hope that we, Chris, and the show that we curate here and the guests that we have on. I hope that we can do our part to change yeah. that and hopefully lead some more nuanced and complex discussions about sports. And I know we're hyper local, but I, and this is and this is talking about something that I think is national, but I think it applies everywhere, right? I think it applies to our our local sports, to our regional sports nationally. It's just I, I want to I want to lead the charge and I want to lead the fight against the dumbing down of sports media. Yeah. I would like to curate some complex conversations. I like that, yeah. We will do our best here on this show to do that. And the way we're going to do that is to bring on a guy that, like I said before, I've been trying to get on this show since before we had a show. He knows more about Orange County than anyone in media. He writes about everything, but we're going to talk to him about Kobe Bryant. We're going to talk to him about Latinos in youth sports. We're going to talk to him about pretty much everything. I've got some food questions, too. He's an incredible food writer. Gustavo Arellano, LA Times features writer, joins us next to talk about a unique take that he had on the death of Kobe Bryant, and I'm excited to hear what he had to say. You are listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors and will be visiting your neighborhood beginning July 31st through September 7th. You can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. 
More at mesawater.org slash neighborhood chat. Let's be honest, Southern California isn't known as a barbecue haven, but the folks down at Balboa Barbecue know what they're doing. From melt-in-your-mouth beef brisket to saucy ribs and absolutely delicious pulled pork, Balboa Barbecue's selection of legit, slow-smoked meats makes my mouth water just thinking about them. A home-cooked meal with all the fixins awaits you at Balboa Barbecue. Hello, this is Lonnie Voss from The Creative Play. Everyone has a box. It's under your bed or in your closet. Don't let your treasures end up on eBay or in a garage sale or the garbage. Let us turn it into a one-of-a-kind work of art. The Creative Play, 949-645-0720. We can answer all your questions. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 1015 KOCI. Welcome back into 1015 KOCI. Alex Crawford, Chris Baboni here joining us now. Gustavo, can you hear us? Gustavo Ariano from the LA Times hopping on the phone. Can you hear us, Gustavo? Hold on. We're trying to get Gustavo here. Um, I'm here. I'm here. There we go. Now we, we got go. you. Okay. This is our second show. So we are uh, we're working <laughs> I'm out a some. guinea pig. I love it. No, yeah. Well, so I, I produce and host the show. So sometimes my hands get a little full here in this little studio. One day I'll learn how to run. One day, yeah. yeah. I, I keep the other guy from learning so I can maintain my job. But Gustavo Ariano joining us now. Uh, one, I've been trying to get you, Gustavo, on my podcast, on this show, whatever. You're an extremely busy man, one of the hardest working writers in Southern California, a guy that I think knows more about Orange County than anyone. Um, and before we jump in, I want to talk to you about your article about Kobe Bryant, but I had a food question for you to start things off. What's up with Nashville hot chicken, man? Those things, those Nashville hot chicken restaurants are popping up faster than they were building hospitals in Wuhan. I mean, it's crazy. They're just being, I was in downtown LA and there was like a makeshift restaurant that I feel like had just opened. And yeah, I went in and had some Nashville hot fried chicken. It was delicious. But what's up with this trend, man? Yeah, it's just like any trend. Something gets popular, everyone starts copying each other, and then people start doing their takes on it, and then either in a couple of years it's going to be part of the food lexicon, or it's not. And this happens again and again. Uh, back in the 1980s, a big cool thing was putting, it was called the Southwestern Cuisine Movement, so you'd have all sorts of vaguely New Mexican dishes, but that thing just crashed and burned, and no one even remembers about that anymore. Yeah, I was right born... Right now, it's natural hot chicken. Yeah, I was born in 1991, yeah, I and I don't remember the... Uh, I don't like fried food in general, but, you know, you're seeing Asian takes, you're seeing uh, Middle Eastern takes, you're seeing Mexican takes, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember the Southwestern thing. Like, that was before my time, and you're right, it crashed and burned, and no one... not born or a baby. Yeah, I was born in 91, so I must have just... I was born right at the end of it, huh? Yeah, yeah, you didn't miss much. <laughs> what do you think the next trend? Do you, do you ever make predictions like that? Do you ever think about that, like what's going to blow up next? Well, we're, we're kind of seeing it right now with the South. I mean, the fact that Nashville hot dick, Nashville's obviously in Tennessee, which is the South. And um, uh, here in Southern California, we, you know, we usually look towards Mexico and Asia for our food inspiration. But increasingly, you're seeing more and more people care about the South. So you've kind of seen this in the past with barbecue and definitely with bourbon, so those next you know, right now we're having Nashville hot chicken. So whatever the next trend is going to be in Southern California, it's probably going to be Southern. Right on. Well, I appreciate the uh, the insight there. Now, let's talk about your article. You wrote a piece for the LA Times back on January 27th titled, Kobe Bryant had a special kinship with Latino fans and culture. I thought it was a really unique take. It was a t- I mean, this is why I love your writing, because I think you write things that only you could write. And I read it, and I'm like, Thank yes, you. this is this is, this is is very real, and I would never would have thought of that. Um, so what, what inspired you to write that piece? Uh, just the reality of the situation. I, uh, the people who are texting me like crazy – after Kobe, right, like right when TMZ hit it, and no one could quite possibly believe it, were my cousins, my Mexican cousins. And then you start seeing uh, a lot of the fans who are LA Live who are going out there and openly weeping. A lot of them were Latinos, mostly men. And on top of that, you just have to realize, well, Kobe Bryant was married to a Mexican-American woman from Orange County. And let's not forget, at his final press conference, he specific, of course, he thanked all the fans, but he gave a specific shout-out to Latino fans who said they supported him from the beginning and they basically grew up together. And he was saying this in Spanish. So 
for me, of course, there's so many different angles to the life of Kobe, but that was one that I really wasn't seeing being covered, so that was the best one I could tell. Gustavo Ariano of the LA Times, OCC graduate. Gustavo, I want to make sure I mention that here on these hyperlocal Newport Beach Costa Mesa yeah. airwaves. Um, joining us here on 101.5 KOCI. Yeah, so hey, Gustavo, it's Chris. So Kobe, one of his favorite restaurants was the El Comino Real restaurant. He was fluent in Spanish, had a great respect for the Latino culture. But what I wanted to ask you about was how in your article you um, elaborated on how his lifestyle reflected that like most of Latinos today, like the hardworking and dedicated um, attitude. So do you have any thoughts on how his Kobe's attitude kind of influenced this generation of Latinos? Yeah, it was Mamba mentality. You know, Mamba mentality came from his, his own life. What he thought was what he needed to do the, uh, to become the best that he could possibly be. And what's interesting in, in doing my interview and talking to a lot of these fans, they said, yeah, like that sort of mentality, no excuses, work your ass off, grind, and even if you're at the top of your game, don't be content to do that. That's for a lot of these fans. They're like, that's, that, that reminded us of our parents. That reminded us of our uncles. That's something that we were taught as specifically Mexican-Americans, uh, a lifestyle or a work ethic to do. And that's not to say, of course, that a lot of athletes don't have that mentality because, hey, if you're going to be if you're going to play professionally, you're going to have to work out and really have the work ethic like no other. But Kobe had such pride in talking about that, that, yeah, for a lot of Latinos, they're like, hey, Kobe's basically a Mexican in his work ethic. Kobe's a Mexican yeah. in also how much he cares for his family, how he puts the family above everything else. Even Kobe was a Catholic. You know, Kobe was Catholic, went to yeah. Our Lady Queen of Angels in Newport Beach, uh, take the communion the very morning that, that a couple of hours later he would pass away. I mean, hey, if you want to play the game, sometimes you'd wear a mustache. That's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No, my... my um it's cool being here in Newport Beach and uh, our studio here is in Costa Mesa, but just hearing some really personal stories from people in the wake of this tragedy. But a good friend of mine used to be an altar boy at Our Lady Queen of Angels. He said the first day he was an altar boy, he was super nervous. Uh, he walked in. Kobe was sitting in the back. I guess he'd usually sit in the back there. Um, and he walked down the aisle visibly nervous when he was like, you know, nine or ten. And Kobe gave him a fist bump and said, hey, good job. And like wow. I mean, he, wow. he, he tweeted that out, um, you know, the day after the tragedy. And I was like, man, it's like it's those little stories like that that are that are just it, it sucks that sometimes it takes a tragedy to bring them out. But it is so cool to hear those yeah. stories. And I think it speaks volumes to just Kobe's character, how he could influence so many different people, so many cultures, just being himself, being that guy that everyone looks up to. I mean, it's special. He was a special guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you look at his fan base. I mean, he was the biggest basketball star in China. They loved him again for just that work ethic that, you know. Even though he was so high and mighty, he nevertheless was always there with the people. I remember when I was at our OC Weekly, we did an entire cover story, and all it was was people's interactions with Kobe here in Newport, you know, in, or in all of Orange County. Yeah. He liked to go see movies in the early days, the AMC 30 at the block. Uh, he would, you know, his other favorite Mexican restaurant besides the Camino Real Fullerton, he liked to go to Javier's right there in mm -hmm. Cove. You know, there was, uh, you know... The, the day before he passed away, he was walking with his youngest, not the baby, but the second youngest daughter at Fashion Island in Newport Beach. I mean, this is a guy who, even though, yeah, he lived in his gated community, but a gated house behind a gated community, but he was far, he was out there far more than most of yeah. are. I mean, the only other person who probably had so many interactions with just regular folks would be Bill Murray, but, you know, for Bill Murray, it's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. And I think just... For people who met him, like in this community too, like everyone says they have their story of how they met Kobe, and it only took one interaction. They like were sold on him, that and that was basically Kobe's personality. Just you meet him, and he's just wow, this is like a real guy, very authentic, and it shows with how everyone reacted to his death. Honestly, yeah, totally. Yeah. So Gustavo, you had a uh, a sentence that you wrote that I, I don't actually have a question for. I just think it's a really great sentence that really sums up Kobe Bryant and is something that me, like as a Southern Californian, I strive for this. Like this is the Southern California dream. You wrote together, the two, Kobe and his wife, embodied the thoroughly modern Southern California couple, multicultural, multilingual, aware of what they represented and unashamed to express it. What a great sentence and what a great summary of Kobe Bryant. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. It's the truth. Uh, you know, it's, it it was a sad story to write, but it was an easy story to write because it was all in front of us, all of us, even if some of us maybe weren't aware of it. But no, I got a lot of good feedback from folks. People really touched by it. 
you know, I got another question, Gustavo, and this one, I, I, uh, I just want to throw this in here, and I don't, I haven't fully articulated this thought yet, but you are the guy that I want to talk to about this. So I was having a conversation with the Newport Harbor High School lacrosse coach, and he was telling me he really, he really wants to figure out how to get more Latino youth participation in sports that they, I guess, wouldn't normally participate in. Now, Newport Harbor High School has a reputation of being a pretty white, homogenous high school, which is not the case. It's like, yeah, it's 50 oh, yeah, not at all. Know, yeah. yeah, but people, people, I guess, just nationally, you know, when I lived up in Portland, people are like, oh, you're from, oh, the OC, Newport Beach, you know, Newport Harbor, whatever. So, but I was talking to him about that, and I thought that was a really, he's like, I, this is a goal of mine as the coach. Like, lacrosse is typically uh, a cost prohibitive sport, so you don't see a lot of, like, lower socioeconomic students playing lacrosse. You know, you see that in hockey, you see that with baseball now. But he's like, my goal is really to engage just, just a bigger segment of the Latino population here at Newport Harbor. It would do wonders for athletics programs. If we got, you know, the Latino youth to participate in more than just uh, track, cross country and soccer, which are the sports that they mostly do. And I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on that, uh, that kind of, uh, um, I guess, an idea or a, or a theory. You got to start them young. I mean, I, it's funny you mentioned that because the other day I was driving through Seekers from High School and I was down here in Santana mm-hmm. and they have a lacrosse team now. And wow. you know, that, that school is like 90 percent Latino. So. Latinos definitely will or, you know, youth high schoolers, they'll definitely play a sport if they see something for them in it one way or another, uh, you know, but if you don't know the sport, why are you going to play a sport that you don't know? It's like you asking me, hey, you want to play cricket right now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know what cricket is. I mean, I obviously know what the sport, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have any investment in it for me to want to play. On the other hand, if you say, hey, let's go play baseball or uh, basketball, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, I suck, but sure, let's <laughs> try to put it at all. So I think it starts young, it, it, specifically for Newport Harbor, you know, being part of Newport Mesa Unified School District is start getting teams in eighth grade, start teaching people in elementary school. Him, him as the coach, you should go out there and lecture during PE classes to schools. Hey, kids, this is lacrosse. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be at Newport Harbor one day, and there could be a spot on the team if you start training young and that you have the talent and the grit to be able to do it. You will have a team. And the fact that, yeah, it is cost prohibitive to some folks, well, if the Harbor, Newport Harbor teacher really cares about it, that's where he gets. I mean, heaven knows there's a lot of nonprofits that go to Mason Newport Beach that can start something to help young Latinos get into that. So by the time they're a freshman at Newport Harbor High, at least they have it in their mind like, hey, I could do this too. No, I think that, I mean, it sounds so simple now that you said that, but like, yeah, that, that is the answer is, is participation at the youth level. And that's just, I mean, that's true, not just of lacrosse, but any sport. And I just, and I do think, and that's something I want to continue to discuss on this show is I do think it's interesting just, I guess, culturally here, Newport Harbor, Newport Harbor is where I went to high school. And then Chris here is actually a current student, yeah. right? You're senior yeah. Newport Harbor, Chris. Yeah. So we're, cool. uh, we're both tied into that. And yeah, good for Chris getting on the airwaves while you're in high school. I'm so jealous, man. Like I wish I had <laughs> Same this up. Here, man. I know. Right. Like, damn, that's good. Um, but I just think it's a discussion I want to continue to have and maybe we can, um, I can give it more thought and we could have you in here and dive in deeper on it. But I do think it's just, it's just something very interesting to me because I, I did cross country and track in high school and and we, we had a decent number of Latino kids that did it. And then sometimes there'd be kids that maybe were a sophomore or junior that then just decided to, to start or, or a friend brought them and they were really good. And, and like, not to stereotype, but they had that work ethic that a lot of kids didn't have, you know, that Mamba mentality, like we yeah. just talked about, like the Mexican kids would routinely outwork the white kids in yeah. cross country and track. And I'm like, man, imagine how good this athletics program would be if more coaches could get yeah, this participation it's just exposure basically yeah, yeah. i want to so i just want to keep this conversation going and i appreciate you weighing in on sure. it all right well well that does it uh with gustavo occ's finest anaheim high school grad and now a features writer for the la times you can find him on twitter by the way gustavo you're on twitter at gustavo Ariano. did i say your last name correctly yeah, yeah, just all one word, no hyphen. No hyphen. Ariana. But you're but you're going by Colonel Gustavo now. What's the story behind that? What's I was curious. I actually really wanted to ask you about that too. Uh, maybe next time. But yeah, I'm a I'm as much a colonel as Colonel Sanders of KFC. I am a bona fide Kentucky colonel. Well, there you go. Awesome, <laughs> Colonel Gustavo Arellano joining us here on KOCI to talk about an awesome piece he had about Kobe Bryant. I will tweet it out. Thank you, Gustavo. We'll do yeah, this again thank sometime. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Gustavo Arellano, I love talking to him, one of my favorite guys in local media. Like, I just, anything he writes, I read. I've been reading his stuff since he had his um, Ask a Mexican column in the OC Weekly. That might have been before your time, Chris, but that was... uh, Yeah, I read about it in his article. It looks cool. No, it was an awesome piece, and I learned a lot about Latino culture from that, and I'd bring it. I remember I'd bring it to high school, and I would... uh, 
ask my Mexican friends like, hey, is this true? And they're like, oh my God, yeah, this is great. So uh, Gustavo Ariano, I'll tweet that out. My Twitter is Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft. We don't have a show Twitter yet. We do have an Instagram though, right? Or it's do in we the, have? It's in the works. It's in it the works. exists. It's in the lab. We need to get profile pics and exposure out there, but it, it, it exists. And so it, it's... um. It is um, Sports Sunday, K-O-C-I, no spaces, no caps. So Sports that's Sunday, on, K-O-C-I. That's on Instagram if you'd like to follow. It's not set up yet, but there is the name there. So Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft. If you have any questions you want to weigh in on the show, we're not taking calls yet. I don't trust you wackos on the air. On the, on the <laughs> I don't trust what people are going to say. I also don't trust myself because I barely know how to use the phone in here. Uh, but we will take calls eventually. We might set up some kind of a text line eventually. Uh, but for now, get at me on Twitter. Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft, or on our Instagram, Sports Sunday, K-O-C-I on IG. Give us a follow there. Okay, we are rolling right through our show here. Coming up next, high school sports, uh, false or not false sports, winter sports are ending, spring sports are starting, but there is one team in particular I'm very excited about here from a local high school, not for this season, but for next season. I'll tell you who that team is and why when we come back. You are listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. That's me on 101.5 KOCI. The Creative Play has been located on 17th Street in Costa Mesa for 29 years, and trust me when I say it's a sports heaven behind the wall. From incredible sports memorabilia to affordable framing, they'll make your walls look like the Hall of Fame at The Creative Play. More at thecreativeplay.com. This is Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Chris Babona is here as well, listening to a little Beck. Um, I'm trying to play like some homies bands, some friends yeah. bands. This, I don't know Beck. He's not a homie. But I would like to meet him. He seems like a cool dude. He lives in L.A., I think. So really? I like I like Beck. Do you, who, what kind of music do you listen to, you know, Chris? You're young. What yeah. do you listen to, Little Nas X? Like, no, I am, <laughs> I'm the opposite. I was born in the wrong generation. I'm a big Eagles guy, Queen, Scorpions. Okay, so you love the music here. You love the classic yeah, rock they play on this exactly. stage. Exactly. Literally, when the show ends, we've got Jethro Tull, Eagles, and Groundhogs queued up. Like yeah. this is The classic rock they play here on 101.5 KOCI is good because it's like – no offense to KLOS, I mean, or maybe offense because we're like, I guess, a rival station, but they just, I get sick of the, re- my problem with classic rock radio is it's just recycled so many times. You can only hear the same Eagle song so many times. Yeah. I'm like, play, play some Velvet Underground. Like, this play- is, yeah, this, this station plays a lot of underground stuff and I yeah. appreciate that. And like, I guess it's the area they're trying to kick, um, cater to like their audience but i mean obviously it's good music so yeah i mean yeah. play some like jim i like i love Jimi hendrix like if we're talking classic rock he's my guy but yeah. i want to hear some deep cuts like he has so many bangers and you hear the same three songs same hear the same two led zeppelin songs like play some deeper cuts you know exactly i, I don't want to hear that i just that's my problem with classic rock radio is it's just it's that's i guess that's a lot of commercial radio in general right and that's why this independent station here 1015 fm on your radio dial if you haven't yet and you're in your car Set your program, set your, you know, your program dial there. I'd love it if you, you became a P1. I don't know if P1 is a term that we use here in the radio industry. That's, that's people who have the, this station program number one. It's there on their first. Yeah. yeah. Even if you, even if you're a P6, that's okay. That's a good start. Go ahead and and start that off. But eventually we hope to make all of you a P1. Go ahead and set that pro. That's a, I remember when I worked at 1080, the fan, uh, ESPN radio affiliate in Portland, I, I, we were talking like, oh yeah, P like a P person that is a big listener, like P one Jesse. This one guy, P one Jesse, would literally about once a quarter, once every three four months, would bring us each a bottle of like our favorite type of booze. Just to, he was just a fan, and he wow. would stop by this. I mean, he was a little bit odd, but I was like P one Jesse, and then they're like, oh P one program one. So. Love all the P1s of this station. Let's let's get into our, our high school sports roundup. I, I was supposed to have some instrumental music uh, queued up for this segment. Let me see. Let me see if I can find some here because uh, last time it got a little dry when we were talking. You know yeah. what? I'll just I'll do this song here and uh, we wing it here at Sports Sunday. We're just here we go. No, yeah, there we just okay. So high school sports yeah. roundup. I'm gonna keep it brief because. Winter sports are ending and spring sports are just starting. I don't want to bore everyone with like a dozen baseball scores when they don't matter. I mean, the season goes into May, so I don't want to get, but I do want to shout out the local high schools because I think that that is the the bread and butter of our show. 
is giving love to the high schools here in uh, in the area. But let's start with girls water polo. Now, this is what I teased before we went to break. The local team that I'm really excited about next season is the Newport Harbor girls water polo team. They lost in the CIF. Uh, final, or excuse me, semifinals a couple weeks ago to Laguna, who went on to win CIF. Laguna just won the uh, SoCal Regional Tournament. Harbor played Laguna for a sixth time in the semifinals of that tournament. They lost again, but I also know the CIF games were more important to Harbor, but here's why I'm so excited about Newport Harbor girls water polo, which is a funny thing. Like, I never thought I'd be excited about high school girls water polo, but uh, they have two sophomores girls and a uh, and a freshman goalie and a, just a young team in general that are all really good. The freshman goalie, Anna Reed, made some incredible saves. Harbor almost beat Laguna in that semifinal game. And I'm just, I'm looking at this team like these girls, they were hungry. They were in the, I, I could feel the palpable, yeah. which I never thought I'd feel from high school girls water polo. And I was fired up. Like I was like ready to throw it's down insane. with the Laguna girls. The you know drive, what I mean? Yeah, the drive of water polo players is like unlike any other athlete. It's I crazy, man compared to baseball football lacrosse they're in the water earlier than anyone they're working lifting they they're they getting to school than, yeah. they're getting to the pool at harbor and i'm sure the other programs here locally cdm as well head coach justin papa was always very helpful when we were doing broadcasts there earlier this year those girls and guys are getting to the pool at like 5.30 in the yeah, morning to go insane. swim. Dude, I can't even get up at 5.30 to make my flight to come do this oh, radio show. Exactly. And these girls are getting in the Every pool. Day. It's insane, man. Day, yeah. I have so much respect for water polo players. When I see them in the pool, I'm like... Yo, if I was doing that right now, I would drown. That's what. That's literally every single time I watch water polo, I have that thought. So like, um, so Laguna won. Harbor lost in the in the semis of the SoCal Championship, but a great season for them and a young. So that's my team. I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm really pumped for the future with Ross Sinclair, who has I think I think he's going to come on the show next week. Their head coach. He is a, a huge, just a huge sports guy. He's a great head coach. He's the most helpful head coach. Um, that I've worked with so far at Harbor. No, like no offense to the other coaches. He's just been super accommodating. Yeah. Um. And so, so let me re-loop our, our instrumental music here. But uh, <laughs> but I'm excited about their team moving yeah. forward. But looking moving through the high school roundup here, Corona Del Mar Boys Volleyball, they won the Orange County Championships, so they look to be rolling. Uh, Newport Harbor, or excuse me, Laguna Beach, I know they're not even in our listening range, but I will give them a shout-out for just an insane season. They've been a juggernaut. They won CIF Southern Section D1. They just uh, finished their season winning the CIF SoCal Regional D1 title. So I think they only lost once all year. So they wow. are just a juggernaut. Yeah. Shout-out to Laguna Beach Girls Water Polo. Uh, scrolling down, also Emilio Franco was the Daily Pilot Male Athlete of the Week, a CDM wrestler. So shout out to him, another local guy getting some love. Uh, UCI men's basketball is rolling. They just beat UCSB. They just That's beat the Gaucho. Win. Six wins in a row for yeah. them. They're straight up. Uh, I saw oh, what's his name, Trent Rush, I believe, who does the games for them. Uh, tweeted just calling them a, a dynasty, which is pretty cool, and it's something that I hadn't even realized that we have this. I know the Big West is not the top tier. Of college hoops, Not but it all. is cool to have a local team rolling. I might need yeah. to get over to the Brent Event Center and check out a game it's for fun. the Anteaters. Are, wait, you're not going to UCI, are you? No, but my brother goes there. He's taking me over there to student section. It's always fun. They're a nice team. Yeah, and they, with the Big West, the competition's a little different. But, I mean, in their own sure, league, they're, sure. they're at the top of their own league, which is all that matters, honestly. Moving over to baseball, CDM won uh, on Friday. They beat Tustin 10-6. to Sage Hill beat Wilmington Harbor Teacher Prep. I mean, that doesn't sound like a real high school. 5-3. Uh, to three. Newport Harbor beat Fullerton 5-1. to one. Uh, Harbor is 2-4-1 and one on the year. I would like, I'm, I'm hoping to be able to call some games for the Sailors That'd baseball. Be so fun. You used to play baseball yeah, for the to, Sailors, exactly. right? Exactly. I quit this year, but I mean, I'm still close with all the guys and I always Sweet. watch the games. Sweet. Yeah. We might have to get you on a, on a Sailors uh, baseball broadcast. Yeah. Uh, Costa Mesa beat Western in baseball 15-5 to and Estancia lost to Portola 7-2. to that drops the Eagles to three and three on the year. Uh, moving on to other sports, Lacrosse Harbor lost their opener to Servite. Their second game, which was supposed to be their home opener against Tesoro, was rescheduled. So that game rescheduled. Um, they have a couple games this week. I'll be calling those games for Tar Radio. There you go. Yeah. Spreaker.com/slash Tar Radio if you want to listen to me call high school sports. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, also in Lacrosse, Edison beat Bellflower, or excuse me, St. John Bosco. Uh, St. John Bosco from Bellflower, 14 to 10. Uh, and in local volleyball, Pacifica Christian uh, beat Orange County Christian, 3 nothing. Christian on Christian Crime, 3 nothing oh, win man. for Pacifica, which is just over there on the on west side coast of Mesa. So uh, shout out to them. Kind of a brief 
uh, high school sports rundown, but you know, I do want to round it up and we're going to have some high school sports coaches on. I know we're going to have your principal, Sean Bolton's going to come on to talk about uh, the Sailors program. I want to have a CDM lacrosse coach. And I think he might be the, ath- no, he's not the athletic director, GW mix who coached me in lacrosse in junior high. I was terrible. I asked, I'm, I saw him and I, it's like, hey, I played lacrosse for you. He's like, I, I don't remember you at all. I'm like, okay, that's great. great. Yeah, that's the way I was like, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we're going to have him on the show. And I want to get, um, I don't have strong Costa Mesa or Estancia high school ties, but I would like to get some of their coaches yeah, and whatnot. I think Brent could hook us up with that. For sure. Yeah, yeah I think. I think Coach Bargus, who used to be at Harbor, I think he's the Estancia head coach. Um, so I'd like to get him on. I want to give some love to the Eagles and the Mustangs uh, locally. I want to get all the high school. I want to get some CDM as much as I, you know, love to hate on the Sea Kings because I went to Harbor and you're a current Harbor student. Yeah. So go Sailors. But uh, I do want to get some CDM people on. And I want to always make sure we give some love to the high school sports each show because being this hyper-local show and this hyper-local station, we got the high school's got to be our brand. We have a wide range, too, for our radio, so... That's true. Yeah, Yeah, no, I know. I think think Edison is in our range, in our radius of our our station, and um, Fountain Valley and and, uh, a few other schools as well. So we will uh, always do the high school roundup here. So what'd you think about... What'd you think about Gustavo and his interview? We'll put that, by the way, we'll podcast. I've got a podcast. I put the podcast up. Okay, cool. Yeah, I forgot to link you to it, but you can you can listen if you're driving right now and you want to listen to past shows or you want to come back and listen to the interview we did. If you yeah. didn't hear it, we had Gustavo Ariano from the LA Times, former OC Weekly editor-in-chief, the creator of the Ask a Mexican column. We had him on to talk about an article he wrote about Kobe Bryant, so I'll post that. It's just Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on, yeah. on Spotify, Spotify and okay. Apple Podcasts. Oh, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify nice. now, our first episode, and uh, after it, it takes about a day, so tomorrow our episode, this episode will be up, and then our interview with Gustavo. But what do you think about that? Yeah, Gustavo, it's good to see it through a different lens. Like, as you said, like, that's our show's goal, and we just want to see stuff through different lens, through the local lens. And he yes. had really good thoughts about, like, the Latino influence, and obviously Kobe being such a good guy. It was cool to see how he affected them in such a way. And so, yeah. Yeah, it was a great interview. Yeah. I hope we can get Gustavo on uh, in person. Now, you know what we're going to do here soon, Chris, is we haven't found a sponsor for it but we are going to close the show with uh, my favorite segment the spice rack i want to get i'm looking out the window right now across the street at wind's kitchen i don't want to give them too much love because they're not a sponsor yet but i do want to get them to sponsor the spice rack so that when we're getting spicy we can have an actual yeah. sponsor we can maybe get some hot sauce or some hot wings up in here i guess we should give some love uh, to the people that make this show possible yeah. starting off speaking of Balboa food barbecue Balboa, baby. Balboa barbecue Full disclosure, still haven't eaten there. Chris, that's your homie. That's yeah. your people. You brought them in. I really want to go get some brisket. I told you I was going to buy you brisket today. I, I lied because I didn't. Next Sunday, we're going to Balboa Barbecue. We're going to eat some brisket, okay? Exactly. Yeah, it's a beautiful restaurant, Mon Pa. And they're Love really nice. a good yeah. Mon Pa yeah. restaurant. They're classic, and yeah, they're from down south, so I mean, they always have the good recipes, good food there, and it's down by the fun zone, so you can make it a day for yourself, honestly, like... Just go down the fun zone on the peninsula, have some Bobo barbecue. Beautiful. Uh, also, some love for the Creative Play, located on 17th Street, right before the split there, right before Santa Monica Seafood. All your framing needs, sports memorabilia, anything framing, anything sports memorabilia-wise, go to the Creative Play. Uh, talk to Lonnie, and they just, they've been in business for a long time. I used to go in there as a kid and get baseball cards. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, highly recommend that. And then... Uh, and those are our only sponsors thus far. We don't have the other ones are pending. So that's yeah. the only love that I can give thus far. Although someday uh, we will give more love. Hopefully also thank you to everyone watching on Instagram live and get at us on Twitter. Uh, I am Dr. Croft and our show Instagram is Sports Sunday KOCI. Yeah. So that's great. So also um, what else did we want to talk about, Chris? You had a suggestion here talking about uh, we have the combine. The combine, so like the NFL yeah. combine. Yes, I wanted to just briefly touch on that. Uh, we the NFL combine going on now. Such a cool event. Such an opportunity for these guys to make a name for. To, guys can blow up at the combine. Yeah. College, college, college athletes, college football players. Um, that maybe were a little under the radar or not a big name can go and run an extremely fast 40 or, you know, kill it in one of the drills and their draft, they can make themselves millions of dollars with a good showing at the combine. And I want to give a shout out. I want to give some love to my guy, Jake Luton from Oregon state, the Oregon state quarterback. He had a pretty good showing at the combine. I saw that he was talking to the Patriots a little bit of course. I mean, of course, like they're talking to every quarterback, but. I watched him at Oregon State when he had offensive line protection. 
He was as accurate and as good as almost any quarterback in the country, drop back passer, pro passer style. I think if he gets in the right situation, I'm not saying he's going to have a great career, but I think that he could be a starter in the NFL with the right offensive line. So I just want to say that on the airwaves, my guy Jake Luton, Oregon State grad, want to say that on the airwaves so that if this happens, people can come back and say, "Wow, little you were early right." Hot about take here. What's going a, on? This yeah. is a little spice rack yeah. preview. Okay, so you okay? Let's let's coming up next. Let's get to the spice rack. This is where we bring our hot takes. It's fun. I know that we like to I like to rant at the start of the show about the dumbing down of sports and the memification of news and whatnot. But then I do like to bring it back and have some fun. We don't have to take it too seriously, but it's fun to to bring a spicy take on Sunday to wrap the show up with. Uh, Chris, you have a take about an East Coast player, but whose future could affect a local team that we might have some fans of listening. I'll let you explain what that is next. You are listening to Sports Sunday on 101.5 KOCI. Slow smoked beef brisket, baby back ribs, and juicy half-pound burgers. Balboa Barbecue, located in the Balboa Fun Zone, makes the best barbecue in town. Open daily from 11 to 8. You could eat there or take it home. And there's more at balboabarbecue.com. Mesa Water wants to meet you and your neighbors. From February 5th through March 11th, you can share your thoughts about current issues affecting your community and explore opportunities for Mesa Water to serve you more economically, effectively, and efficiently. Your local Mesa Water representative will be available to answer your questions. Plan on coming to one of these events in your neighborhood. More at mesawater.org forward slash neighborhood chat. You've driven thousands of times by that gray brick wall on the corner of 17th Street and Fullerton Avenue in Costa Mesa. But have you ever thought to see what's behind that wall? If you do, you will think you've hit a grand slam. It's the creative play, a sports heaven that can fill all your memorabilia and framing needs. You name it, we frame it. Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on 101.5 KOCI. Welcome back into Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford. Chris Babona is here last segment. Bringing us back from break there. A little milk flood. See, this is a homies band. I know yeah. last time coming back from break, this is a homie. It's not even a band. It's just a guy. It's a guy who makes music, a friend of mine, who's actually the one person or maybe one of two people watching on our Instagram live. But I said I want to play Friends music, and then I played Beck, and I explained, you know, Beck, I don't know Beck. Um, I don't even know his real name. I mean, it's probably something with Beck in it, but I'm sure he's not. Um, just one name, you know, like Prince. I think Prince was fully just one name. But uh, but yeah, well, I like to feature some friends bands. If you've got any, I mean, you're in high school. I feel like you know, there's probably some some cool bands from Newport Harbor, right? That we could that we could get on here. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, there's actually one. Yeah, like there's one good band like, from Newport Harbor. Well, like, like actually has like a lot of following. Like who's that? Thousand, like Greer. I know. Called. Yeah, I know Greer. Yeah, yeah, I know Greer. Yeah, they rock, dude. They're good. They shred. They, their following's huge, bro. Like, their following's really tens big. of thousands. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. We had them on a, a variety show that I do with my friends. Uh, called Sunday Night Salad. We did a live taping over at the Boathouse Collective in Costa Mesa, and Greer was our guest. And like, not only do they have a huge following, but they're really nice and they are really talented. So yeah. we'll get some Greer music to bring us back from break for sure. Now we do it every Sunday at this time for two Sundays now because we're in our second show. But it's time for the spice rack where Chris and I, and eventually the listeners, if you're watching on Instagram Live, uh, my Instagram is at Zendaddy West Coast, but we also have a KOCI radio Instagram or get get at me on Twitter at Dr. Croft, D-R underscore Croft. We want to hear your hot takes. We want to hear your spicy Sunday takes here to wrap up our show 349 on a cloudy Sunday for you. Chris, what do you have? What is your trip to the spice rack today? So, if Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, his status as the GOAT will be tainted. And so what I mean by that is, similar to the MJ effect where he went to left for the Wizards, his reputation and his legacy will be tainted in that way where he won't play a whole career with one team. I mean, it's not as big a deal as you might think, but I really think that him leaving the Patriots will open the door for someone like Drew Brees or someone, even like past players like Peyton Manning, like, you'll see them differently in the way that they played the game versus how he did. Because I think one of his calling cards is he played a whole career with one team. So I think if he leaves and plays for another team, that will taint his legacy. Okay, that's an interesting take. That is an interesting take that I 
think I disagree with. I think I disagree with, although I, I, I do. That's a good point. Like Kobe Bryant played his entire career with the Lakers. Yeah. And, and I think players who do play their entire career with one franchise and then retire, there's something. It's a boost. There's something special about that. And so I agree with it from that perspective. We like when players have that loyalty to the franchise. There's something old school about it. There's something just that feels good about yeah, it. Like Pl- the Tim Duncans, the Dirk Nowinskis. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So from that point of view, I agree. But on the flip side, we've seen some of the all-time greats in the NFL at the quarterback position go and play for another, like Joe Montana played for the Chiefs. You know, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Exactly. Like when I first saw that, I was like, wait, what? But that, you know, that happened. Peyton Manning went and won a Super Bowl with, with the, the Denver Broncos, even yeah. though we'll always, and that is, and that makes his legacy a little weird to me, I will mm-hmm. agree. But it's not uncommon in the NFL to see quarterbacks trying to get. Uh, you know, one last season or yeah. last couple seasons somewhere else. I don't yeah. know if it taints his legacy, but the reason I teased this going to break was that, uh, you know, I said fans of a certain local team may have interest in this because Tom Brady has been linked a little bit to the Chargers. LA, and yeah. he's also been linked. This isn't really a local team, but in some senses it is the Raiders. The Raiders and the Chargers have both been linked to Tom Brady. Now, maybe the reason why I'm saying that Tom Brady leaving the Patriots wouldn't taint his legacy is because I really want to see him play for for either the Chargers yeah. or the Raiders. I l- would love it if in the Raiders' first season in Las Vegas, Tom Brady was wow. trotting out on that new field in the silver and black. That would just be some kind of, I don't know if poetic justice is the right term. There'd be something just very Raider-like for yeah. that. I would love to see Tom be Brady. A good story, for sure. Oh, for yeah. Sure. I would, I would yeah. be a great... For me, the Raiders, I'm a Raiders fan, but for me, it's all about the brand. It's all about the Raiders brand. That's what drew me in. The branding has got me the, 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 as, as much of a, a, D-bag, bad guy as he is. Like, of course they have Richie Incognito on the team. Of yeah. course the Antonio Brown drama happened Vontes to the Raiders. Burset, the, yeah, yeah Vontez perfect, like, probably is the reason for Antonio Brown's CTE with the dirty hits that he had. I love the Raiders culture, and I would love to see Tom Brady come in and uh, and come in and play for them. I've got some people here on Instagram Live. Grant Brogy. Uh, a huge Patriots fan chiming in. I think he's about to blow a gasket here. But let's be real. I don't think Tom Brady. I mean, is isn't it official? Tom Brady's not going to be a Patriot. Like, is that isn't that like locked in stone? I think, and part of it's like the the entertainment. Industry. I think it's getting blown up. It's getting hyped up because it's something to talk I, about. I, mean, I we're, honestly, okay, even though that's my hot take, I believe he will stay. I'm just saying, if he leaves, that will taint his like. I'm not going to take away from anything he's already done because I think he's the goat right now. But I think. Him leaving will open the door for someone else to take the throne. It is always interesting. Um, if and and I know we're a local sports show, but this is a, a big. This is a national topic. This is a pro sports topic, football wise, that always really fascinates me. And that is the 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 career trajectory. Like, did Bill Belichick make Tom Brady? Or did Tom Brady, is he truly like a the system GOAT? quarterback versus it, his, I just, his talent? I, yeah. I believe that 90%, maybe not 90%, I believe that a high majority of NFL QB prospects would thrive in the right system. I exactly. think a guy like Marcus Mariota yeah. on the Titans got benched in, in exchange for Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill came in and played better. That being said, I think... Mariota in the right system, like Mariota going to the Patriots, who he's been linked to, by the way. Yeah. I think that in the right system, most, as long as the work ethic is there. Yeah, yeah you're right. As long yeah. as the work ethic is there, I think talent-wise, most NFL QB prospects can get coached up. But yeah. I also think that there is a significant lack of good coaching in the NFL. That's, I think it's how it, it's not a bell curve. Yeah, it's a bell curve. And like the, the best coaches, you got your Andy Reid, you got your... Um, Bill Belichick's and like there's this those, top tier. Yeah. And then like there's the middle. And yeah. so I think you give any quarterback Andy Reid to work with and he'll be great. Like you've seen it with Alex Smith. You've seen it with Matt Moore. And then exactly. With, exactly. Yeah. And now Patrick Mahomes. So, that's too. A, so I'm yeah. like, I'm an Oregon State football fan and I've seen a lot of our quarterbacks go into the NFL and few of them have thrived. But a lot of them have had long term backup careers like Matt Moore. But Matt Moore comes in and replaces an injured Patrick Mahomes and looks great in Andy Reid's system. Yeah. Uh, Derek Anderson, another former Oregon State quarterback that I grew up watching, thrived in uh, one season in the Cleveland Browns in the right system. So I just think the NFL. 
of felt like we label guys bus. And when there's the Jamarcus Russells of the world who who didn't have a good work ethic and were yeah. sipping on the scissor a little too much and got overweight and got paid, whatever, that's good good for them. More power to you if you can do that, if you can get paid like that. But I do think the majority of guys in the right system uh, would would thrive. Like I just think it's a fit thing. So I, while I do agree with you that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, I, I think that uh, that he just happened. I mean, it's just happenstance, right? It's just a perfect storm of the right quarterback with the right coach, with the right system at the right time. And I just don't think you, Tom Brady doesn't exist in a vacuum, you know, no great player like Kobe Bryant. What if Kobe Bryant had not ended up on the Lakers? What if Kobe yeah. Bryant, well, Stayed he was, in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, uh, yeah, I mean, just the universe, I, I like, sorry, my mind is being blown from all the different uh, things that would change, but system fit, Timing, city, yeah. team, culture, like this, this, they all factor in. Kobe Bryant as a player didn't exist in a vacuum. He was on the Lakers paired with Shaq with a one of the greatest coaches of all times uh, in in the biggest, you know, second biggest media market or maybe the biggest media market because it's L.A. It's the entertainment capital. So it's just a perfect storm thing for me, really, uh, with the when we're talking about legacy stuff. I don't even know how that factors in to what you're saying. or It's not like a retort to what you're saying, but I just that's something I always think about yeah. is players, how they don't exist in a vacuum, you know? It's okay. Fate, yeah. So here's my hot take. Here's my spicy take as we go to the spice rack to wrap up this Sports Sunday here on the first day of March, by the way. Happy March yep. as we're moving March into spring. Yes, sir. Up. Yes, sir. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. You know what? We'll, we'll get someone from UCI basketball because the anteaters, zot, 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 the anteaters are rolling right now, yeah. as we talked about in our local sports roundup. I want to get someone from uh, UCI anteater basketball here on the show. My Here's my spice take hot rack, and we'll wrap up the show with this, and I'm not going to elaborate on it too much because I don't want to be this hype train kind of guy, but the Lakers – this is my hot take. The Lakers, this isn't even a hot take to me, by the way. This is just facts to me. The Lakers are not going to make the NBA Finals. I just don't think they are. I, I, I really, whether it's the Clippers coming out of the West, who I think it's going to be, or someone else, the Lakers, to me, I think the wheels, I don't know if I want to go as far as say the wheels are going to fall off, but the amount of minutes that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are playing, the injury luck that they've had, it's just not going to last in the postseason. I don't think they have the depth. Meanwhile, across town, you look at the Clippers, you look at the depth that they've added, and I know I'm a Clippers homer. I know I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a self-admitted Lakers hater, but my hot take is that the Lakers I pray, I pray for a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals for yeah. the for the perfect basketball storm that that would be. But my hot take, my spice rack to wrap up the show is that the Lakers. I guess this is just a prediction, right? But the Lakers are not going to make the NBA Finals. Yeah, just, but I feel like you're banking too much off of the injuries. I don't. I just don't know. I feel like you need a little bit more on that because I feel like the Lakers have a very good team. They have the star power. But obviously the depth is one thing, but I think we've seen it already with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the playoffs. I feel like they could do it, but... Well, I mean, well, we yeah. haven't seen it from them together in the playoffs because LeBron, the Lakers signed LeBron last year and didn't even make the playoffs. So my hot take to wrap up our show, predicting the future, the Lakers will not make the NBA Finals. And I also hate the pressure that people are putting on them saying they got to do it for Kobe. They're going to do it for Kobe. I had a friend, a Lakers fan friend, tell me the the ghost of Kobe is going to prevent the Clippers from winning a title. (laughs) I'm like, dude. You cannot say that. Like you, yeah. once you say that, bro, you're opening yourself up to some kind of bad karma. So that's yeah. my that's my hot take, Chris. Another great show. That was uh, that was fun, man. That the hour really just flies show. by. Maybe it's the Red Bull I had. You know, um, uh, Marie Marie Case, who helps run things here at the station, who's partially responsible for us having the show. She told me show one. She's like, you, you sounded a little too caffeinated. And you know what I said? I said, screw the haters. Chris, go pick me up a Red Bull at 7-Eleven. Let's bring the energy here in show number two, okay? Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, next week, I think we're going to be joined by Newport Harbor Girls Water Polo Coach Ross Sinclair, who's just an awesome dude. Um, he He's a huge Kobe fan. He's a huge Lakers fan, by the way. And I had the opportunity to play some basketball with him, and he played a little bit. Like, he, he was... Comp- Where'd you play with him? Uh, we played at 
Newport Harbor gym, there's a wow. group of teachers and uh, and like former students that get together there one night a week. And uh, I, I got the invite and I got to hoop with him. And he was yelling at his teammates. He was uh, he was a competitive dude, bringing the Mamba mentality to the court I at Newport that. Harbor. So yeah. I think we're going to get him in next week. Uh, also coming up, we got a lot of good guests coming in. I'm going to try to get someone from UCI. We're going to have a, a from the XFL, from the LA Wildcats team. We're going to have a player on, and we're going to have a Olympian girls water polo player Kaylee Gilchrist is going to come join us nice, in the studio nice. in the next couple weeks as well. So the show's just rolling along, Chris. I, I appreciate you being here with me. Yeah. We are rolling. We are rolling. Okay, so thank you for tuning in today on 101.5 KOCI. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Croft. You can follow us on Instagram at Sports Sunday KOCI. Thank you to Gustavo Arellano for joining us. His interview and more will be podcasted. Find us Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford on iTunes and Spotify. For Chris Babona, for all of our listeners in the Newport Mesa area, this is Alex Crawford saying from 17th Street to the Newport Harbor Bell Tower to the Bay to the Wedge, you've been listening listening to Sports Sunday with Alex Crawford and Chris Babona on 101.5 KOCI. You're listening to 101.5 KOCI LPFM Newport Beach, Costa Mesa, serving all of Orange County.